welcome to Pitching Tents, the Entertainment Movie Pitching Podcast, and today we are back on our bullshit. If you love Netflix grab bag special, get ready for the sequel. The worst sequel, if you will. And by worse, I mean it is going to be a lot, lot lower in quality. This is the Amazon Prime grab bag special. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Yes, we are back again. Uh, the Netflix idea was, I think, probably one of their best episodes ever. It was a lot of fun. I, I really loved the uh, sort of uh, chaotic nature that that uh, really brought to the, uh, the pitch in. It did. Now, we've got a similar setup here, but we have got a slightly more... Well, with Netflix, basically, I discovered the formula for any and all Netflix movies, which was you need two attractive people having quirky jobs. You do something modern um, with the situation, and then they all fall in love in the end. Packed it, booked it, fucked off. Nice and simple. So, like my Aubrey Plaza uh, axe-throwing pitch... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, a pear tree in Partridge, Indiana, etc. You just go back and listen to the episode. It's it's, it's yeah. blinded. Um, now, Amazon slightly different. It is the... very sorry. Very quickly, didn't mean to interject. Um, off the back of that episode, um, the Disney Plus special uh, that appears to have just wholesale ripped off our idea. Oh, one hundred percent. That would be Sneakerella. Um, which was um, a, a, a takeoff of our brilliant. Let's not uh, beat around the bush. A brilliant idea that uh, a romance would happen around uh, designer sneakers, where the man would be the designer sneaker guy. We would follow the rich woman around, and over the course of designing her the perfect shoe, um, he would fall. They would fall in love with each other, and that is almost quite literally from the trailer, at least, the story of sneaker ever. Yeah. Now. Sneakerella actually fits a nice middle point of the Netflix and Amazon stuff that we're going to try and pitch today. Because Sneakerella is a modern thing, but obviously it's based on Sterella, which is, is in the public domain. Which is what we're going to be based most of our Amazon stuff on today. Because like the Cinderella musical and a few of the things they've done, they seem to be going after things that they don't have to pay any money for. Um, so these things... They spend how many millions on acquiring MGM? Yeah. And this, like the the Cinderella musical, is is the the spark that lit this terrible, terrible flame. It is because that is a widely loved movie, and I don't understand why. I've re- have you seen it yet? Fuck off! I'm not watching that. I don't know. You might have watched it for the Oscar thing. I don't know. It might have got nominated for some shite. But yeah, it's it is a dreadful, really basic musical retelling of Cinderella. It is god awful. Do not watch it. Um, but we're hoping to do that. So the basic premise is that public domain stuff, if you didn't know, anything that was made, whether that be books, TV shows, uh, films, uh, music, etc., has a, usually has a copyright of about 100 years. Once that 100 years has passed, that thing is then considered in the public domain and is basically a free-for-all. This is why you see lots of different Cinderella movies being made, because Cinderella is in the um, public domain. The Hansel, uh, not Hansel and Grill, um, the, uh, what they called? It's a grim fairy there tale. There you go. The Brothers Grim Fairy Tales are all in the public domain, so Disney doesn't hold, you know, the rights to just make Cinderella movies, although they did make one themselves, and so on. So, we went through a big old list of um, stuff in the public domain, and we're going to try and pitch up. Now, I've actually got a few things that aren't necessarily in the... Um, 
public domain, but just ideas that I wanted to pitch. One is, to, in fact, both of them are based just very strongly on a funny title that I thought of. So we're going to go, <laughs> we're probably going to go for about half an hour, pitch as many as we can. Yep. We're not looking for complete pitches like we did in other Pitch Intense movies. These are basically elevator pitches. Uh, and then if we run out, if we run out of ideas by the end of uh, the time, uh, we have got a random word generator ready to go so we can just try and pluck <laughs> something out of thin air. Oh boy, this is going to be fun, guys. Um, Lovely. I will touch it just to see how far we get. Um, we'll start with yourself, Darren, because I know that you've got one yeah. or two that are more, um, sort of like, more better put together, shall we say, than, than my literal one sentence summaries of what Lovely. I want to see. Uh, and if you're wondering why this, I am not prepared and why, again, why we are remote, unfortunately, I've come down with the plague. So I'm sorry if there is not enough. Uh, enthusiasm for some of these ideas it might get a little bit cynical wouldn't that be fun uh, right okay we are starting the timer uh, stopwatch was now start the timer 30 minutes lovely go. right we're going to kick off with a reality dating show Ooh, hello um, again this Ooh. is based entirely on the title and we're going to call this one love in an elevator <laughs> your okay. basic concept is your, your contestant is going to start on the ground floor of a 10-story building and they're going to go in. When they get to the first floor, their first blind date will walk in. Now, all being well, these two will just get along all the way to the top floor. If they get off at the top floor successfully, then great, they win something, either a holiday or something like that. Boom. The, the little thing we chuck in there is the option to basically eject people from the elevator. We'll have a, a host in there, which if you've ever watched First Days, is be someone like Fred on the door or Merlin behind the bar who's there to work the, the, the lift. And if they don't like the person, they can kick them out. And then basically then a pot look of who's going to walk in. Some of the floors will be empty. Some of them will have nice blind dates. Some of them will have bad blind dates. Some of them will have people that the person really would not want to be strapped in a lift with. So uh, exes, ex-stepmoms, etc., um, and yeah, of course, we're using Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator. Um, and yeah, that was basically, I just thought that'd be a funny reality, date, uh, reality dating show. Plus, we can just remix the title to anything that fits that tune. Um, there's like spin offs. So the one I kept thinking <laughs> was <laughs> Loving a Discount Tailors. <laughs> and so on and so forth. That's Love in an Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's nearly two minutes gone already i hope you're enjoying this sorry about bottom that. the barrel disc it is no, no this one's better this is the last one i have that has nothing to do with anything i just thought of a cool. great title and so good that i came up with two separate pitches for it I, i'm i'm in two two movies for the price of one uh, are you pre- prepared for loving the time of lizards loving the time <laughs> of lizards it all works <laughs> the same tune uh so uh loving the time of lizards is either set in a post-apocalyptic world where uh, alien lizards have rule. Basically, don't blame me, I voted for um, Kodos. Um, (laughs) They've come down, uh, and they have basically got humans toiling in the caves underground. Um, And this one would see a chain gang in a cave ran by the alien lizards. Um, And you'd have two prisoners tied next to each other. One who wants to escape, Lizzie. And uh, one who is basically, I for one welcome our new lizard overlords. Uh, he's called Tyler. And although he's not like completely devoted to the aliens, he's more along the lines of, can't we all just get along? 
and in their um, need to escape, they would fall in love, obviously. Now, that admittedly is my <laughs> least favourite of the two, because I think this one's better. Instead of Lizzie and Tyler working in caves underground, this one is set in the modern day. Uh, Lizzie and Tyler, could, you, you get the puns, right? Yes. Lizard, yes, reptile, it's beautiful. Um, they work in boring departments in the US government, only they work in two separate departments, and through happenstance they realise that both of them are undercovered lizard people. Um, <laughs> they are working for rival alien lizard clans, uh, attempting to infiltrate the US government, but they're in really boring departments, so like agriculture and like the <laughs> banking system, like really dull jobs. Like they're not the cool, sexy lizard men spies. Um, it's Parks and Rec meets Romeo and Juliet by way of lizard men. Um, <laughs> so, hell of a that's, so I was on a bit of a conspiracy theory kick, which as and when we get round to my rom com pitch, you will see why that was my train of thought. But yeah, I thought. Why not have some fun with conspiracies that lizard people run the US government and just show that they're actually very inept at doing that? <laughs> and and also have to fill every particular part of the government. Exactly that. So they they they're undercover and it's like you know, both uh, oh are they gonna get caught by the FBI, da 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 but also like again, they're working really boring jobs, but they're gonna fall in love anyway. <laughs> that is love in the time of lizards. Look at the time of lizards where we have to find out how the lizard people get the stationery. Exactly, exactly that. It's going to be beautiful. Right. Uh, Do you want to fire away uh, with your first public domain pitch? Let's do it. So prepare yourself for my first one. It's a a thing. (laughs) It's going to be a thing of beauty. Right. Okay. Um, Somehow Amazon afforded Tom Holland not very long ago, um, which was the entire basis of this. So I think they got him. Was Chaos Walking something to do with Amazon? I think it was, wasn't it? It was either that or Devil All the Time. It was one of the two, wasn't it? I think Devil All the Time might have been Netflix. Regardless, streaming services can afford Tom Holland. Tom Holland has been in a lot of action movies that he really shouldn't have been Uh in outside of Spider-Man. Um, one of the <laughs> public domain stories, uh, and I'm basing this off one scene I want to see, is it's Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn by way of the Fast and the Furious. Uh, oh, okay. So I want Tom Sawyer, Tom Holland, yeah. uh, and Huckleberry Finn, Taron Edgerton, to go on a, a rip-roaring explosive uh, expedition down the mighty Mississippi. And the the sentence that started this off was, I want to see someone drift a steamboat. <laughs> In fact, that's your alternative title. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, colon, someone drifts to see a steamboat. <laughs> that's it. That's the pitch. I don't think I need to explain anything else. Like, you can have all of, like, the, the, tom, the tomfoolery. Ah! Tomfoolery. Uh with getting them to, you know, get everybody to paint fences and kind of yeah. people out of money. But the big thing is, it rafting down the, the mighty Mississippi becomes a big action set piece right. that is basically fast and furious on a raft. Do we still get folksy racism? <sighs> you, have to, you have to get around that. The, thing, the, the way to do it, because inevitably you have to introduce Jim mm. into the story, uh, and the way to do it is just making the coolest fucking guy alive. Uh, that can work. Okay. So it's Michael B. Jordan. There you go. That sounds beautiful. Do, um, can you pass me the or and word gyp? No. No, 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 no. Um, okay, that's a good start. Now, yes. Oh, uh, I want to pick the the worst one I could and just see what you can do with it. 
Um, cool. And I want to make a musical pitch. So I give you oh, okay. Origin of the Species, the musical. <laughs> Origin of the Species, of course, is Charles Darwin's famous book about evolution. It's fucking hell. Uh, no, I haven't actually got a storyline. I just have the six songs that I want in this jukebox Origin of the Species musical. Please, please tell me one of them is I Hate Every Monkey I See, from Chimpan A to Chimpanzee. <laughs> no, that did cross my mind. But I thought that's not technically a song from mm. something we can... And, and I don't think Disney are about to lend them anything. So instead, we uh, open with Talk to the Animals from Dr. Doolittle. Obviously. <laughs> uh, we then play Evolution by Motorhead, which is like oh, inverse wow. figure, which is a, a wrestling theme tune, because I can get anything back to wrestling. Um, when he starts clashing with the religious community and other scientists, we're obviously going to have him break out two tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Um, we're going to have a duet with his wife I presume he was married um, where they sing (laughs) as a duet um, Changes by Ozzy and Kelly Osbourne (laughs) where she's singing about the changes they're going through in a relationship and he's singing through the changes that mankind goes through over the course of evolution so it'd be him looking at that drawing of chimp to man going we're going through changes um Oh, this one's a pun. The the, the final two are puns. Um, when it's kind of proven that he was right, he will sing a remix of the famous Clash song, which is I Thought the Laws, and oh, the Laws won. The Laws of Evolution, that is. And the big Let's Send Him Home Happy would be a remix of a U2 song. Evolution! <laughs> <laughs> I have put two changes to Go make. Go on. The first is that it opens with three little birds. Oh! Can they be finches? Yes, that. there you go. Cool. Yep. Uh, and uh, can we make this a 90s Eddie Murphy, he plays everyone comedy? I did think we could get Mike Myers to be everybody in this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Trash. It'll, co- it'll become... Nostalgia very soon. We've seen Coming to America too. This uh, is the next step. Mike Myers is coming back for a Netflix series this year. Jesus, really? Oh, yeah, it's, it's about conspiracy. It's from an offhand joke in I Married an Axe Murderer. I I, oh. I don't know, but I like Mike Myers doing multiple roles. I'm, I'm into it. It's Mike Myers' Illuminati comedy half hour, so why not? That sounds like a pitch. Um, so yeah, Origin of the Species, the musical <laughs> was my big was my big opening number. Um, they're all one sentence after this. It's going well. Uh, here's a sentence for you. We're going to have to work on this one together to on. get this to booked it, packed it, fucked off levels. Uh, the Instagram story of Dorian Gray. <laughs> or can it be Snapchat? Yes, the Snapchat story of Dorian Gray. <laughs> he has to constantly be taking Snapchat. Because <laughs> they take ten seconds off his life and they're getting close together. Yeah. Oh, so he's yeah. like glued to the phone the entire yes. time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else except let's run with this being similar. Oh, what did we we did a very similar thing in the first um the first Netflix grab bag bullshit that was all it was the big social media thing. This—that's the logical progression of this. We're doing Dorian Gray. We're doing the 
you know, you know what? It's a commentary. It's a commentary on the the fleeting uh, existence of our youth, yes. literally. Because if you scroll through his story, you're watching him turn into a corpse. That's exactly what's happening. Dorian Slay. Dorian. Oh yes, 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 yes. It's. <laughs> it, do we make him a wannabe drag? No, no. I've got something else that I wanted to do as drag, so I'm oh. keeping drag in the back. Um. But yeah, well, yeah. In, in Snapchat story of Dorian Gray slash Dorian Slay, who would we get to play Dorian himself? It would be Dorian Slay. Um, oh, is it is it Timothy Chalamet? Oh yes. Even the better. Make it like a um, uh, being John Malkovich thing, where it's Dorian Chalamet, and it's actually Timothy Chalamet. You know, finding out that his youth is disappearing. Um, <laughs> Because that's all he has. Yes, I'm in. And it, that is all he has. <laughs> the guy has a sense of humour, I think, so that could that could work. Um, oh, that's a much better idea than anything I have written down. Um, I told you this one before. Um, lots of mine are just flips. So Tarzan, but it's actually Jane that got stuck in the jungle. So it's Janan as a gender swap Tarzan who meets Tariq for the first time. And okay. Tariq is the one that saves her. That's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just it, it's now a, a vehicle for okay who's who's it's an Amelia Clark movie yeah like, she would put on just enough mass well for it to be believable because if you wanted to like you shouldn't do Tarzan movies they're a fucking poison chalice but you could just do this as the flip of the last one they tried to do and have Margot Robbie as Janan and have your boy um, one of the Skarsgård boys as Tariq. Um, <laughs> it's it's literally the same story, but we just gender flip it. Yes. That's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> yes. Prepare yourself for at least two more flipped concepts uh, coming up immediately. Yep. Um, uh, and, and speaking of like a, an overly morose uh, story for no reason that seems like a poison chalice, um, the island of Dr. Moreau, mm. I don't think it's been done. Ooh. I, I don't think it's been done. Um, but it, but if Netflix, Netflix, I'm 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 using the old version. If Amazon want to put some money behind it, because do, do you know the story about the island of Doctor Moreau? That's the one they parodied in the Tree Hairs of Horror, isn't it? Where they all go to this island and get turned into animals. That's the one. Um, a guy goes there and basically just meets a cavalcade of awful creatures of like somewhere between man and beast. Uh, and it's a whole body horror thing, you know, by way of metamorphosis or the fly or cool. whatever. Um, imagine that if it was Andy Circus's company making it and it's an overacted CG nightmare. I mean, can we have some dead eyed looking fuckers as well, like a Zemecha CGI movie? Cause... Yeah, at least 12 actors played by play, uh, 12 characters played by Toby Kebbell with just nothing behind the eyes. And at least 200, pound more, 200 million pounds more expensive than it needed to be. Um, yes. Yes. Now, if that was a producer's picture, producer's movie, that's a fucking hell of a show. Yeah. Dude, Doctor Moreau's overly dead-eyed CGI mess that would tank all the fucking. <laughs> Directed money. by Robert Zemeckis. hundred <laughs> percent. That's a producer's movie. Me, me and Mike have this lungs like in the background picture, picture a uh, springtime for Hitler movie that would have. The biggest budget possible, but definitely make the biggest loss. I've, you know, both of these last two pitches are the ones to go for. Either do fucking Tarzan, or do um, do some CGI bullshit. Um, yeah, that is beautiful. Right, 
I don't know if this one was in the public domain, because I didn't know it was fucking hundred years old, but apparently War of the Worlds is in um, the public domain. Oh, yeah, pretty much all of H.G. Wells' stuff is... There's a couple that aren't yeah. just yet, but like year by year we get more H.G. Wells stuff. It's probably because I think it's a book and I only think of it as... The chances of anything coming from Mars are only to one, they said. I swear to God they played that in a showcase scene but once whilst I was waiting for a film. I swear it is the perfect version of that story. To God. So, um, you do, it's nice and simple. Flip it. It's one of the worlds, but you're the aliens and the humans are invaded. Now, I think... You could, if I was going to make a, a, a change to this, I'm going to add two things to this. You get um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone to direct it, and you basically make it Team America, but we're on the side of the aliens. And the humans coming to invade are essentially Team America, but not Team America. Like, big, loud Americans, and we're on the side of the aliens. Kind You've of. accidentally created a brilliant film there. I know, this was not the point, this is the problem. <laughs> I've just, you know, we were having the conversation before the show. I've just finally, after it's been on Broadway for eight years, I've finally seen Book of Mormon. So, no, my big circle, the only Matt and Trey thing I haven't seen now is Cannibal the Musical. Apart from that, I've seen everything they've done. So, like, I I, want to see that. (laughs) I really want to see that. Damn it. Because with every character voiced by Matt and Trey, exactly as it would be in South Park. 100%. Like... Have you ever seen the episode they did about lice in South Park? Yes. Like, basically yes. like that. Like, it is actually, like, you get on side of the fucking head lice. So, yeah, it's War of the Worlds, but the opposite way around. I don't know what would kill us. It would have to be something stupid that wiped the humans out this time around, but that's <laughs> that's what I want. Everything's dick-shaped, obviously, to fucking South Park. Chances of everything coming from Earth. And it's all set on Mars. Yes. There you I go. Mean, oh, I've made totally a good in. thing. That's not the point. That wasn't the plan. We're going to have to counteract it with something completely dreadful. Right, help me out with this Go one. on. I'm not sure how we do this. Treasure Island, but it's Love Island. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of really attractive pirates. Yes. It, it, yeah, essentially, it's all the attractive people that you can afford just smouldering and fucking whilst <laughs> trying to go through the story of Treasure Island. In fact, it could be really meta because it could just be like the sh- the show is about them trying to make a Treasure Island show, but the sto- the back behind the scenes shagging is more interesting. Like you could do it like like a do you know they did that Black Mirror episode before Black Mirror was Black Mirror where it was like what if the zombie apocalypse happened whilst Big Brother was going on. Oh, dead set. Yeah, that. But you do that, but something similar happens. But Love Island find out they're actually on a like a an island that has treasure on it, and they have to stop fucking each other long enough to go and find that treasure. You could do. Do you get Somalian oh. pirates involved? You could get Somalian <laughs> pirates involved. I just thought you could you could either do that or hear me out. You could you go the dead set route. You can make it horror. And it starts out being Love Island and ends up being Lord of the Flies. <laughs> they're going to have to repopulate a very, very sexy human race. <laughs> oh, it fuck. just goes to shit because of, like, you know, sparkling idiots like Ryland just, like, <laughs> each other's heads in with mirrors. Right. I know we've pitched about four different variations on that, but I'm giving a green light to fucking... All of them, yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> We're looking for quantity, not quality. <laughs> Fuck me. 
I just imagine this like yeah, rider looking fucking sparkly idiot, but on the on the fucking mast of a ship. He's pouted into the fucking sunset. <laughs> you know, he looks like the fucking John Capul Gautier fucking perfume bottle. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes to that, yes to all. Um, yes. Okay, again, it's a nice flip one. It's Jekyll and Hyde, only this time Mr. Hyde is the default in the world of monsters, and Dr. Jekyll is the fucking freak. Oh, okay. Um, let, let, let's compete here, because I wrote down uh, Jekyll and Hyde, but it's drag. <laughs> oh, that's better. Oh, yeah, do that. Mine's just Monsters, Inc., basically. But, <laughs> oh, that's 100% better, yes. Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde, and it's like... <laughs> So, like, him, the monster coming out, he's just him, like, getting his sleigh on. Okay, who's, like, like I'm picturing Richard Ayoade as Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> and I don't want to say RuPaul, because I fucking hate RuPaul, but you get my drift of, like... A, a, some kind of RuPaul contestant is the opposite side... Exactly, that. Of, ...of Richard Ayoade as Dr. Jekyll. Or if, if, if Ayoade's up for it, get him in track, why not? Why not, yeah. I, I don't think... I, he only plays Richard Ayoade in things, but you never know. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's much I'm, better than my idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to think, because there is a, a, a Jekyll and Hyde musical, so we could use that as a basis. There we go. Mm. Booked it, packed it, fucked up. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, next up is a reality TV show based on Around the World in 80 Days, only it's Around the World in 80 Airports. So, basically... This can either be a comedy or it can actually be a reality TV show about five teams on a trying to circumnavigate the world by hitting 80 airports, but they can't land and take off from the same airport. So if we do this as like an actual comedy like thing, it's basically like rat race um, where they are chasing after each other around the world, but obviously they can't like I said, land and take off from the same airport. So say they landed in Heathrow. They'd have to get to uh, fucking Gatwick, and then they can take off to a different airport. So they have to get between the airports 40 times. That works as either or. <laughs> Basically, I just don't want to do Rain the World in 80 Days again, because I tried with the BBC one, and it could not hold my attention. Oh, was this the David Tennant one? The one, yeah, the recent one? Yeah, it wasn't one. even that it was bad. It was just, it just didn't really hold my attention at all. Like, we've seen two episodes, and that was in January, so I don't think we're going back. I think the last version of that I saw would probably have been the one with Jackie Chan. Oh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Steve Coogan. As, That's the one, yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Phileas Fogg, yeah. Right, uh, you'll be happy to know that is the end of the ones I actually had anything wrote down for. Okay, um, before, well, tell you what, last five minutes, let's do entirely random word generators, but I've got a couple more that I wrote down. Okay, go for it. Um, this one's really quick. It's just based entirely off. This is like the the base and humour one would be. Uh, it, it's Arabian Nights, but with entirely British Asian comedians, because that's basically what you know the back half of that Cinderella movie was. Just here's Ramesh for some reason. Yeah. Here's Guz Khan for some reason. Here's, here's Asim Chowdhury for some yeah. reason. Oh, we've got a lot. Okay. I mean, Jaleel he's obviously a bad guy because he's always a bad guy. Oh. I like that. You've done it good again. That's annoying. Um... <laughs> I think that because, and then you can kind of like give you that British Asian kind of like very yes. urban domesticated vibe. Yes. Because you can then you, basically, I, I'm not saying I want to watch Arabian Nights via way of of the of the chicken shop subculture. Uh, bah, 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 bah. 
the Balti Triangle. Let's keep it in the Midlands. Oh, even better. There even you go. Better. There you go. Oh. Done. Packed it, booked it, fucked off. Right. Um, any, any Moby more? Dick in space. <laughs> I don't know how you achieve it, it's but fucking... let's, just, let's just turn Moby Dick into Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> what, they're chasing after the fucking wind fish from yeah. Awakening. That's the... <laughs> yes, precisely that. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. Just... Just make Moby Dick so. into some kind of horrifically over-expensive space opera. Right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to number the big list I sent you. Um, we're going to stick to theme. I'm going to number this list when, when the mouse wants to work. There you go. Can you give me a random number between 1 and 28? Oh, okay. Let's go for 17 since Set, that oh, was my birthday. Right, that was Dorian Gray's. So I'll try again. Okay, uh, let's go 18 then. Uh, 18 is Christmas Carol and the random word generator gives us uh, mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can work with this. Um, so it's it, it's a Christmas carol, but it's a, a stop motion uh, animated movie where all the characters are bugs. Yeah. And Scrooge would be a mosquito. Because they're arseholes. Because they're arseholes, they are joyless, and they suck the fun slash blood out of everything. There goes Mr. So- buzz, buzz. There goes Mr. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> they gave a prize for sucking blood. <laughs> and pulls <laughs> knees a screw. Oh! <laughs> and then you've got uh, Tiny Tim, who's like a little grub. That would be cool. Uh, Bob the, the Cricket. Ghosts of... Oh, it writes itself. All of the ghosts of Christmas past. Uh, the ghost of Christmas past is like squished. Oh, uh, I was going to say he sucks the blood of a young man, a, a middle-aged man and an old man, and that gives him the visions... Oh, yeah, using the visions. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bu- okay. Let's make this even more meta. All of the bugs are, are reenacting scenes because they're all of the bugs are at the scene of the actual Christmas Carol story. So it's kind of like in a bug's life where there's like there's like the little town yes. and the circus that exists in the walls of Ebenezer Scrooge's house oh I see what you mean right okay well, did they have mosquitoes in Victorian England who gives a fuck uh, back to book to book talk. good point right another random number please Michael okay um let's have eight uh number eight that, oh it's Moby Dick fuck um nine then Nine, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Fuck it, we're going to number seven. The Count of Monte Cristo, by okay. way, of Lid. No, that's nothing. Uh, at Coach. There we go. The Coach of Monte Cristo. <laughs> it's, okay, what happens in the Count of Monte Cristo? What's that story? Because we can we can work. And, right. You know, the, the, you know the show Coach Trip? Oh, I was thinking, like, Basketball Coach. Oh, okay, yeah, the coach of... Okay, okay. So, like, it's a fencing team, because, like, I think Monte Cristo's... My basic understanding is it's kind of like a rich man. Everyone thinks he dies, and then he becomes Zorro. I think that's kind of Monte Cristo. So it can just be him coming back to from the dead, presumably to teach the fencing team. Yeah, the coach of Monte Cristo. <laughs> the coach of Monte Cristo, where it's basically fencing... Through the lens of cool runnings done in 18th century France. 
Okay, now to go back to Coach Tripp's idea, it's a guy who faked his own death and he's living out in Monte Cristo and he's just the coach driver and he hates his fucking life and he happens to take someone he used to know from his old life on one of his coach trips. <laughs> yeah. And it's about, it's like a shitty, like, I imagine it would be, like, we'd cast some handsome guy as young Monte Cristo, uh, Count of Monte, coach of Monte Cristo, and then it's Johnny Vegas as the older one. <laughs> oh, so it, yes. By the end of it, it's just like Once Upon a Time in the West Midlands, but like yes. Once Upon a Time in Tenerife or some yes. shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, the coach of Monte Cristo. Right, we've got time for one more. Give me a number. Uh, let's have uh, 20. Number 20, Journey to the Centre of the Earth via Ooh. Order. That's boring. That is boring. L- license. Uh, hmm. The guy who hands out licenses to go to the centre of the earth, he's... I've got it. Okay. Go on. J- Journey to the Centre of the Earth. It's it's all set at the centre of the earth, and it's about the staff that run it who have ah. to, like... And it's a Taika Waititi comedy. Yes. Um, are they, about are they mole the staff in the Yes, the mole men. So they're all mole men, and they're all like so the boring admin people. And it's a situational comedy about when a team actually makes it to the center of the earth, and they have to like kick them out. They have to boot them out, but they get into the it's and the center of the earth is exactly like the one in Godzilla vs Kong. Yes. So like these mole men have to like chase this. Essentially, they're chasing an action movie at all points. <laughs> Just trying to, like, shepherd them out so their bosses don't get pissed off. I can deal with that. Was that your time of going up? It was not. We have got a minute and a half. Oh, shit. Okay, we got one more. Um, Go. Give me a number. Oh, God. Um, Let's go 25. 25. It's a wonderful life. Via swipe. It's a wonderful <laughs> it's a swipe. It's a wonderful swipe. <laughs> yep, there you go. It's, it's a wonderful um, life via Tinder. Uh... His phone shows him all the different variations of his life. Oh, and he can swipe through them. Oh, fucking packed it, fucked it, fucked up. I'm just going to have one stab at one, because I just noticed right next to Origin of Species is The Art of War by Sun Tzu, so we're just going to see The Art of War via (laughs) Harvest. That's boring. Um, Stool. I need one. I need one good word beginning with W. Give me W. chosen... The one thing on that list that doesn't have a plot. I know. The Art of Wit. It's a guy <laughs> trying to write the ultimate carpentry book, and it's all about the wit you need to cut your wit to. <laughs> Packed it. Booked it. Fucked off. There you go. And that brings us to half an hour. <laughs> i got to say, annoyingly, there's some good films in there. <laughs> I'm really annoyed that the random generator came up with a better title than I did in The Coach of Monte Cristo. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting The Coach of Monte Cristo or It's a Wonderful Swipe. It's a Wonderful or... Swipe. Fucking Ed Busney, Buzz, Ed Scrooge and Bob Cricket <laughs> in A Christmas Carol. Fucking... I, I guarantee you they'll make, they'll make something like It's a Wonderful Swipe. Like yeah. trying to do the whole like... Autumn. It's basically click. For the new generation. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I guarantee you they'll make that movie. <laughs> I, I feel like Leica would have a stab at making the fucking insect um, Christmas Carol as well. That seems like something they'd want to do. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, right. Well, first of all, all copyrights, uh, 2022 Family Entertainment uh, Incorporated, obviously. We've got to protect ourselves against the vultures that are already circling somehow. Yep. Because one of these will be made. Um, please let it be Origin of the Species, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I I could actually see that happening. The um, the the Charles Darwin like comedy musical. Mm. I mean, why not at this point, right? You're gonna make fun of. Um, I I don't want to say you want to make people who still don't believe in evolution, but my God, lads, come on. <laughs> yeah, stop making idiocracy a documentary. Yeah, I just really want to see Charles Darwin looking at the fucking picture of. Monkey two man zinging, we're going through changes. That would be <laughs> just it's fucking a hell of a scene. Uh, um, cool. Well, hopefully you got some enjoyment out of that. We had big laughs, so that's appreciated. Um, <laughs> and also all that matters. Screw you guys. Exactly. So now, if you want your pitches a little more serious, uh, the one we're going to record next might be a bit more up your street. We are about to record our Oscar pitch movie. Um, where we're attempting to make a movie, like the opposite of a producer's movie, we're trying to make one almost guaranteed to win the Best Picture Oscar. Um, that is going to be recorded right up next. Um, you might be wondering, where's the Doctor Strange review? Uh, that's on me. I yep. very poorly decided to go on honeymoon when Doctor Strange was there. That's my bad. Um, so we're going to be a little late, probably about three weeks after the fact, but I mean... We've been later with some things, so it's fine. Depending um, on how late we are with uh, content over your, your honeymoon period, uh-huh. literally the honeymoon period, yes. um, we, we, I might have to, like, pull the wife in and do something regarding, you know, like... It, I, I don't want to have an ep- the episode that goes out on the, week, the weekend of your wedding be an episode without you, because that would suck. Right. However, we could celebrate. We could celebrate your matrimony, which I'm very pleased about, and I'm looking Thanks, forward. But, uh, unless this episode comes out after you got married, in which case it was a lovely day. Darren looked beautiful. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't seen the top hat. <laughs> Are you actually doing the top hat? Kind of. Okay. Okay. All will be. I'm revealed. interested. All will be revealed. Um. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's, that's explaining a little bit of delay on that. And Moon Knight, again, terrible timing on me. I am back for the big week where we're getting the final episode of This Is Us. I know you don't give a shit. But that is coming out on the same week as fucking Stranger Things Season 4 and Kenobi. Yeah, big, big week. Why the fuck do you put all that on the same pissing week, you mad bastard? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so all that and more is coming up, but... Um, I feel like I've taken your part here, Michael. You're going to have to do some pitches. That's absolutely fine. Don't worry. If we could get in the comments which of the pitches you think is most likely to be robbed off us unceremoniously by a streaming service and turn into an actual movie, all predictions in the comments. And you can find the comments on Spotify, Instagram, SoundCloud, Instagram. No. Actually, no. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under these name, Valiente, or F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the usernames FowlyNT or FowlyNT Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And, of course, you could always leave a comment on FowlEntertainment.com under this specific post for this episode to let us know which one you think will be made into an actual regrettably well-cast movie. I'm hoping for the Trey and Matt one, personally, but that is just me. 
that's the longest of the long shots, but that would be... Yeah, War of the Worlds, by a way of Team America, flipped, would be quite beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm not, even if Loving and Elevate is the one that makes it, that seems like they've got some right fucking shite on. Well, if you, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it during like the end of year, but I just just to round this out, like the the thing that gave me the the unction to do this was Netflix have released a series called Is It Cake, and it's <laughs> the most confusingly brilliant watch like i hate it i hate all the decisions it's a terribly put together show and yet i cannot stop watching it i have a similar relationship with the floor is lava right it's just it's that like this is a terrible idea from top to bottom i don't know why the show has the visit the the the, the host that's like the visage of a serial killer yeah and yet I can't deny that I'm enjoying it. It's really weird. Oh, if Netflix want to pick the Gladiators back up, I'd be very fucking happy about that. Oh, that would be good. And I don't mean the shitty Sky 1 version. That was awful. No, 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 no. You go to the NEC, you fucking book that place out, you get all the fucking lads back. I, I think Wolf's still alive, so that's good. Um, I'm sure he and, can and, be a host. Uh, and specifically the British one. I don't give a fuck about American Oh, no, could not give less of a shit. Um, but if you can get, like, you know, if, if it's just statues of the old gladiators around, like some type of fucking Greek pantheon, that'd be quite nice. I'd love to see <laughs> fucking Saracen immortalised in fucking stone. That would be yep. beautiful. That's, you know, <laughs> I made that an addendum pitch. I'd just bring gladiators back unchanged. You, 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 yep. you need change. Nothing about it. It was perfect, and I still don't know why it went off my TV screens 20 years <laughs> Look, just just give us lightning and fox and wolf and it, everything will be fine. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this uh, Amazon random grab bag pitch episode. We enjoyed ourselves. We hope you did too. Join us next time here on Pitch Intense. Bye, everybody. Bye. I guarantee you, Jet's still hot. What was your favorite Pitch Intense episode? I really like the one where Mike and Darren talked about ITV's Gladiators for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee Jay is still hot. She's like Kelly Kapowski. There's no way that woman can fucking. <laughs> She's probably well into her fifties, if not her sixties, by this point. But Jet from Gladiators. Now. It's starting to show in her face a little bit, but she's still built. Good. Uh, Oh, no. She was still still... very tappable in 2006. Good job. Good job, Jet. Yeah, (laughs) that'll do. That'd be fine. She was married to Hunter? No way. Oh, okay, no. She wasn't married to Hunter. Oh, that's a relief. Uh... I don't know why I want my jet untainted, but... Oh, Wolf's looking old. Oh, he looks like my dad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is he actually? He does, the one I'm looking at. <laughs> if you type in jet from Gladiator's name, wind your way down to a picture. There's four of them. There's Hunter, Wolf, I guess Lightning and Jet all against a black backdrop. And Wolf looks like my dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, that right? was a recent picture. He, he, oh, he looks like your dad. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, sweet Jesus Christ. Okay, he's, I feel... He's got your dad's hair. He has. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I need to take a picture. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Right, I know it's a tangent, but I now need to see what happened to Saracen. One second. <laughs> what happened to Saracen? Because Saracen was my fucking boy. I love that man. I don't think I've spelled Sar- Saracen. still looks like Saracen. That's good. That's that's the same guy. He just lost a bit of def, uh, definition. That's fine. It happens to all of us. He's still a handsome motherfucker, so that's that's made me happy about life. Oh, look at that. He's the coolest man who's ever lived. Right. Enough about gladiators. <laughs> they filmed that shit at Wembley as well. Holy fuck. Did you? I went. I went to one. And I got to see Saracen on the rings. And it was... Oh, it was fucking beautiful. Holy shit. He absolutely fucking came the guy. Oh. <laughs> fucking yes, lad. Oh, he had no fucking... He humped him into fucking oblivion. It was beautiful. <laughs> Right, oh, man. Okay. I haven't thought this hard about gladiators in a long time. <laughs> oh, at least not since this morning. Um, there was a spin-off. There was a spin-off. Did gladiators you... train to win? Oh, what the fuck is this? It was a children's sports game. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, we went and watched. Um... Oh, fucking. What's his name? Uh, Kevin. Ah, Bridges at the comedy club. Yeah. And he was like, I'm like now, a celebrity pisses you off, you've got a direct line to him on Twitter. Can you imagine the abuse I would have sent Wolf from the Gladiators? <laughs> 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 it was available when I was little. If I had a fucking direct line to Wolf. <laughs> oh, man. I had to go through, if I went to slag Wolf off, I had to go through the efforts of writing him a letter and send it to a PM. <laughs> Wonderful, right? What was the name of the guy? The 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 because you could replace the you will go on my first whistle guy with Kevin Bridges now. Oh fucking John! Um, I should say John Hammond. It's not him. Um, yeah, you will go on my first whistle. I'm glad. He, John uh, Anderson. John Anderson. That's him. Oh my god, he could totally be Kevin Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the answer for it. John Anderson's got to be dead now, right? Sure, Surely. he was old as fuck in the nineties, so he's got to be dead, right? John Anderson. I think he's still alive, but he's 90 years old. TV personality, there we go. He is. Yeah, he is. He's 90. Holy shit. Fair enough. <laughs> Gladiators, man. He appeared in guest appearances on two episodes of 2016's Top Gear with Chris Evans and Matt LeBlanc. Oh. Oh, that's not, <laughs> not the good one. Oh. That's lame. Anyway, well, there we go. Hang on, they actually did reboot Gladiators? Yeah, on Sky 1. They got him back, and they got Wolf back, but that was it. No one else came back, and it was shit. <laughs> it was fucking dreadful, and I hated every second of it. I was so hyped for that to come back. Um, and they had... about, you've, got, you've got to have the original theme song as well. Nope. Oh, man. They did not have the fight... The fight the thing to be a leader you have got demeanor deep down in your soul to be a gladiator no they didn't have that shite like literally no one they just got wolf back and i don't think wolf even like did anything no i don't think like he um like he wasn't one of the gladiators because i mean he's probably in his fucking 50s by that point 
Um, he's 69. He lives in India. <laughs> Jesus. Lovely. He looks like your dad. He does look <laughs> indistinguishably like my dad, which means I could too one day look like Wolf. Um, there's a photo of him. I think it's a, it, on the sun. Yeah. Um, it's oh. like him in like a black like Under Armour top with like these lines across it. And he's pulling like a really awkward smile and he looks really like your fucking dad. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> he's just taking a turn. That, that, is, that is the smile of Alan Guthrie. Hang right on, now. hang on, hang on. The sun. Uh, wolf, wolf, wolf. Come on, wolf. Come on, lads. There you know. Come on. Play the game. There's Mystic Meg for some reason. Okay, I don't know why Mystic Meg's here. Uh, I cannot find that photo. Uh, Just type, type in his actual name, which is Michael oh, Van Wick. On it, on it, on it. The Michael... second I is a J, and it's like the first image. There he is, there he is, there he is. Oh. <laughs> that is how your dad smiles as well. <laughs> He's going to fucking hate this. Perfect. <laughs> What's even better is that, like, if you search his name, I think it's at the end of the first row. No, it's the start of the second row. It's him looking pissed off uh, from a, a, a website called um, Alchatron or something like that. Hello. Whenever your dad's annoyed, just send him that picture. <laughs> oh, I was more. Oh, I've just seen this fucking beauty. There is a comic con that happens in Stoke called Stoke Contrent. <laughs> Oh, the second one in. <laughs> that is a fucking worldy of a name. Stoke Contra. <laughs> like the only thing Stoke has ever done of note other than birth slash. Like, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's all it has given to the world is slash and Stoke Contra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope they gave that man a raise. Right. Um, cool. Let's, uh... Oh, Hunter's looking fat. Right, I need to get off this. I need, I need, <laughs> need to get off the gladiator train. I'll be here all day. Okay, uh, right. Um, you know, I never stop recording, so all of that is committed to us. <laughs> <laughs>